Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you being empowered with knowledge so you can keep more of what you have. Our websites are Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. Our Clark Deals team continues to post deals for you for your Christmas shopping pleasure, and the best deals are now in the rearview mirror for Christmas shopping. This year, everything was fast-forwarded and stretched out from the 4th of November through November 30th. The rest of the way, deals are going to be more spotty, and a lot of things these last few weeks before Christmas will be non-deal deals. And I want to tell you how to navigate the shopping environment during these weeks if you just didn't get around to doing the shopping you maybe intended to do, or you never really get around to it till December. So the shopping in physical stores has been down a lot through this Christmas shopping season, depending on how it's measured and which sales period you're looking at. Sales have been down around a third to nearly half from prior years for actual in-store shopping. Online has been up around uh, 20-some-odd percent. Less of an increase than a lot of uh, retail analysts expected, but still there has been a shift in volume from being overwhelmingly in-person at Christmas time to only being more in-person than it is online. And then the hybrid has been a big factor. I'm going to talk about hybrid in a second. There are special factors in this month of December that will make shopping online potentially much more expensive than shopping in person. A lot of stores that haven't executed a great online shopping experience are stuck with inventory. And that's where the deals are going to be over these next couple of weeks is in actual stores. Now, there are a lot of people who aren't going in stores, like I don't, because of COVID. And if that's you, even stores that don't have the best online shopping experience, many are offering methods where you can still do some kind of curbside pickup buying from the inventory they have in the store. 
Um, others who don't fear going in stores, you're going to really see great deals going physically in person. But the hybrid method is something that can really work for people where it's stores that have a really solid online presence. You do either curbside pickup or you do in-store pickup, but you don't have to shop in the store. You shop online for pickup at the store because there will be a significant price gap at most retailers shopping online for pickup versus online for delivery during the month of December. Chris is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Chris. Uh, hi, Clark. How you doing? Great. Thank you, Chris. So you've made it to th- three doors, as producer Joel calls it. you got three rental properties. I, I do, yes. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have three rentals. And I know that you're a, a rental veteran, and so I thought I'd ask if you recommend an LLC. I plan to keep them indefinitely and possibly even get more. All right. Um, so I've gone from five to one rental properties, and Joel now has five. And so you're going one direction, and he's going one direction. I've been going the other. <laughs> but yeah. um, let's talk LLC. All right. So these three properties, how many of the three have mortgages on them? Uh, all of them. And my own residence, so I can't really get any more mortgages without paying some higher rates. Okay, so with those properties, it's not truly practical yet to do LLCs until a property becomes mortgage debt-free. And then, okay. as if you're a long-time play having rental properties, if you've got one, once you pay it off, it's one you wish to keep for many, many years to come, potentially decades, then mm-hmm. what real estate specialists recommend and lawyers is that you put a property in its own LLC, that you don't have one LLC for the number of properties you have, but one per property. And okay. there's a very important legal reason, liability reason, that this is recommended, and that is if something happened at one of your rental properties and you had them all together in one LLC, even though you protect yourself personally from liability, all the properties in that LLC would be at risk in whatever legal action the LLC might face. So that's Um, why it's recommended that each property you have be in its own LLC. But not until it's paid off, would you recommend right. this? Is, is exactly. the not normally, an issue before that? Normally, it's not going to be practical to do it while you have a mortgage on it because the lender may not be willing to permit you to put the property into an LLC. I say there's complications. Right. It's not mine outright. So what I recommend to your situation is that you pay the success tax. Do you know what the success tax is for having multiple properties? I do not. You get an umbrella insurance policy. Okay. And I don't know if you know how those work, but you have a liability built into your homeowner's insurance on each property you have, and then an umbrella policy is an excess policy that sits on top of all your insured assets. 
and they're sold okay. in multiples of $1 million. The first million is significantly more expensive than each additional million and will usually cost you for that first million a couple hundred dollars a year. All right. Not because so the, the risk that you will end up in a liability situation that would be really expensive is very low, but if it happens, yeah. it's really great that you have it. Sure. Yeah, especially with the size properties I'm dealing with. Uh, seems like a million would be more than enough. Okay, but you're not insuring the property in that case. You're insuring the risk that the property could generate. Somebody gets hurt there, some crime takes place there, something like that. That's what you're insuring against. The one thing you've got to make sure is that your insurer allows you to insure rental properties under the umbrella. Some will look at that as a disallowed purpose. So you just got to know that you're okay with that. And continued success to you, Chris, with building a portfolio of rental properties. James joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, James. How you doing today, Clark? Great, thank you. You're trying to help out your daughter. What's the story? Okay, I've been listening to you for quite a few years. When she, short as she turned 18 and went off to college, I put her on one of my credit cards that I've had for many, many years, you know, advice that you gave. Um, Since then, she's hijacked my score, which she's really enjoying. (laughs) Uh, She she turns 21 next month, and I know you said something about when they turn 21 that they can't be on your card anymore or something. No, it's it's not that. It's that at 21, as a full-time college student, credit card companies are allowed to solicit her. But she's allowed already to go ahead and apply for a college student card. And there are several of them out there. Um, All the major issuers have college student card programs. So uh, with those, they don't require normal income requirements. But the fact that she already has a great credit score, what does she have from hijacking your credit? Do you know what her number is? Uh, It balances between 780 and like eight. Okay, she's she's in great shape, so she can apply for any (laughs) of the college student cards. And so in her position, it's almost to pick them what she wants, because the first credit card that a college student tends to get, they often will keep for a decade or more. And so whatever appeals to her, are you or her a member, either of you a member of a credit union? I think I am from a card at least a few years ago, but I don't remember what it was or anything. Because a lot of credit unions offer really good cards to college students, but other than that, American Express has a college student program. Discover has a very popular college student card program. And again, the big issuers, I think without exception, offer a college student credit card program. And you know what? The program's okay if it has no application fee, no annual fee, and hopefully some kind of reward program. Okay, now she's she's doing college part-time and working part-time. I don't know okay, if that, that makes will difference. that will affect her getting a college student card, but if she's working and okay. already has a high credit score, then she can apply for a card like anybody else. And she okay. should be able to get a card without too much heavy lifting. 
How much okay. income does she have on her job? I think she works about 20 to 30 hours a week. Oh, yeah. So she's got enough income to get a card. And with that okay. pre-existing great score, she uh, should yeah. not have much trouble. Are you Costco or Sam's Club members? I am a Costco member, yes. I, again, because of you. So, you know, the Costco Visa card would be a great one for her to have because college students tend to eat out a lot. And she'd get 3% 3 cash back on every restaurant meal she does. If she likes to travel, she has 3% on that. If she uh, has her own car, she gets 4% cash back on the gasoline and then 1% cash back on everything else. Oh, and at Costco, you get 2% cash back. We've got a cash back. It's it's one of the ones that you prefer. Oh, you have Um, the city double cash or the fidelity? Um, I don't know. Can I say the name? Yeah, sure. Okay, it's Capital One. Oh, Capital One. I've been with them since, I think, like early 2000s, like 2000, 2001. Yes. uh, Why not? She can apply for that. Okay. So, I mean, you got lots of possibilities there. Right. Okay. Well, that Uh, answers my question. And in her case, I would compare the cash back on the Capital One to the cash back on the Costco Visa card. Okay. And make a decision that way. Okay, cool. So it sounds like uh, you've done her a huge favor with lending her your credit as an authorized user, and look how it can pay off, 780 for a credit score. It's time for Clark.com slash ask. That's where you post a question for me, and then in this case, producer Joel asks your question for you. Yeah, Clark, Robert's got a question. He says, what are your thoughts on preferred stocks? Oh, I know a lot of people love, love, love preferred stock. So preferred stockholders are kind of like a cross in a way between a stock and a bond. It's something that people will buy as a way to get potentially higher yield from a company. And it also means that with a preferred stock, you if a company got into financial trouble, you were considered to be more important than somebody who owns regular stock. So it is something that people will do, but if a company uh, gets into trouble, those dividends you're getting stop. They just stop paying you, and you can't really do anything about it. So preferred stock is really in today. But you got to know that not all companies' preferred stock is created equal. And so you want to know that a company is one that is respected in the marketplace, carries relatively low debt as a company, and that you can feel pretty comfortable that you're going to get the money that they promise to pay you. Because you're not buying something like that with the hope that they'll pay you. You're expecting they'll pay you. And that's a big, big difference for your peace of mind. All right, Clark, Randy had one. He says, I've never invested in the stock market before, but I thought it would be wise to know how it works. You mentioned Stash, and I've invested $5 in 12 different stocks, but I don't feel any wiser as of yet. So how can I actually understand what I'm doing? So if you want to invest in stocks, individual stocks, you need to start learning how to study the individual companies because... That's it's and it's grunt work, but you need to know what kind of profits they're making. What's known as their PE ratio, their price earnings ratio, which is how many times the profits it has in a year, the stock is selling for. 
And has the company seen rising earnings year after year? And so when you when you invest in stocks, most people just kind of say, oh, I think I want to buy that. I love shopping with them or I love their TVs or whatever. Real investing is when you learn about the fundamentals of how that company is performing and invest. If that's not your thing and it's never going to be your thing, just buy index funds where you own little pieces of hundreds or thousands of companies, both here in the United States and or overseas, and then you're not having to figure out the best stock. You're just buying the stock market. I have a lot of information about that on my investing guide at Clark.com. Our Clark Peggy's got one. She says, so I messed up and ran my credit card up to $14,409. I want to transfer to a zero interest credit card that earns cash back. Which one should I get? Okay, so depending on how much of your available credit you're using, you may not be able to do a balance transfer. But I have a list of cards with 0% APR, which would be more important than any kind of cashback rewards or points on Clark.com. And so just do credit cards with 0% as a search. And it will explain to you for each card what kind of fee you might have to pay up front for the balance transfer and how long you get 0% interest. So you can work down that $14,409 balance, I think you said. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Our website's Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. So Ebenezer Scrooge is real. A lump of coal in your stocking is what you're going to receive from a lot of employers According to a new survey from Willis Towers Watson that surveyed hundreds of companies and found that as they allow workers to work remotely and the amount of time that that remote work is going to go on has been extended enormously. I want to give you a side note about that, that employers had brought back a fair number of workers back into their office complexes back in August and September. And now with the spike in coronavirus, employers have sent workers back home to work remotely and now expect not to bring people back in any big numbers who work in office kind of jobs till mid-next year at what seems like the earliest. Well, this survey that I read about in Bloomberg finds that a big percent of employers that have told people they need to work from home are now going to cut their pay if they use this as an opportunity to go live somewhere fun. I mean, talk about Ebenezer Scrooge. So as they figure out, hey, what's she doing living near the beach? What's he doing living at that mountain place? I don't like that. So I'm going to cut your pay. Seriously. I mean, really. So 
this is a temporary thing, although there are people who will be able to continue to work remotely for years to come. But this idea that an employer feels like, well, we won't let you in the office. But since we won't let you in the office and you use this as an opportunity to go improve your uh, how you live, we're going to punish you for it. It's crazy. I mean, we got more than a third of Americans, according to the census, that work in jobs where they are now working from home using their own electricity, their own computers, their own supplies and all that. And the employers are doing it because they don't want to get sued for making people sick or killing them by having them come in an office. So to cut their pay, that really, really stinks. I mean, you find out when the chips are down, who's there with you and who isn't. Now, I've talked about the thing with the banks, when people voluntarily take a corporate reload to a cheaper city, and they know as part of taking that transfer that it comes with a lower pay, that's different. They know up front, this just stinks. Gene joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Gene. Hi, Clark. Gene, you're going to relocate. I am. Uh, I am uh, relocating to uh, Colorado, actually. So where in Colorado are you headed? I'm headed to the Boulder area. Okay. Beautiful area. Yeah. Yeah. So my question is, I'm relocating with my company. And first, I I should say thank you for everything you and your team do, because I, I have... I have uh, frozen my credit and taken all the steps that you've recommended and certainly appreciate all, all the advice. Um, I, I've always been conscious of my credit score, and, and it's, it's good. It's in the 830s. Wow. Um, you know, that's huge. Well, um, yeah, it's, it is, and it's work, but uh, it's good. But I, I do have to thaw my credit. I understand this for my new mortgage, and I plan to have a few different companies provide quotations for it now is that going to result in in separate hits to the credit score no Um, you know there's an expectation that when somebody applies for a mortgage or a car loan that they're not mm -hmm. buying multiple houses or multiple cars all at once so all the applications for credit are treated as one application for credit Typically, depending on the scoring model, all that occur in a 14-day period or a 30-day period. So what I like for you to do is really think through, make a list of all the mortgage lenders you want to get quotes from, and then do those applications all within a 14-day period. And then on your credit, it's just a single hard hit. I mean, you could go to 50 mortgage lenders and it would only be one hard hit on your score and what's a what's a typical time that i would need to thaw my credit to allow this to happen and then so all right so this is this is crazy okay when you're applying for a mortgage and then you're later going to close on a home gosh i hate to say this you need to thaw it for the anticipated period of time 
from when you first apply till when your home loan is closed. Oh, wow. Because they're going to check your credit again and maybe again during the process of underwriting your loan. And so you have a couple of things you can do. If you, you are as careful as you are, you sound like you're pretty methodical, you can thaw your credit for the two-week period you're going to put in the applications and then thaw it again a month or two later when it looks like you're closing in on when you're going to close on the loan. I see. And that way you don't leave yourself exposed as long. And okay. don't apply for any other kinds of credit through the time period leading up uh, all the way up to when you close on the new home loan. Because Might I ask an adjacent question? Sure. So part of this uh, application and, and move, I was planning to change credit unions. And as such, I understand there's a soft hit that has to happen. So to become a new member, I have to apply. And I, I think there's a soft hit that occurs to my credit. So I have to thought for that. Would that be problematic? Should I worry about that now? Or no, that has, after? all right, so that has no effect on your score. A okay. soft inquiry does not affect your credit score in any way. It's only a hard inquiry, which is an actual application for credit. So when you go to open an account at a credit union or bank or whatever, a brokerage house, all three types of institutions run credit as their way of complying with the know thy customer rule and worrying about money laundering and all that. And so that's why you have to thaw your credit in order to open an account at a financial institution of any type. Okay. Well, perfect. Thank you so much. Sure. And how good are you as a skier? I'm a, I'm a solid blue skier, Clark. Uh, hopefully I'll get a little better, but I'm, I'm content as a blue skier. So if you're a blue skier, you live in the Northeast, New England. If you're a blue skier, I, I if you're a blue skier in New England, you'll be able to ski Black Diamond in Colorado because that powder is so much easier to ski on. You got none of that, so. none of those icicles to worry about when you ski I'm in the rocks. I'm looking forward to that. Well, have a great time and don't break anything. I was just talking with a hand surgeon about how miraculous the surgery I had on my left hand when I broke it to pieces on a ski trip, and I'm good as new. Nathan is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Nathan. How's it going? Good. How are you, Clark? Great. Thank you. Nathan, you got a question for me about some debts that are troubling you. Tell me. Uh, yeah, about five years ago, I got my first credit card right before I went into college. And in that five years, I've accumulated a little bit uh, too much debt for my liking. And I'm trying to figure out what the best way, because I've got it high interest rates on credit cards, obviously. And I'm trying to figure out a way to maybe consolidate my own my credit card debt and maybe get a personal loan. I don't know, whatever you would recommend to so consolidate you, that debt. Um, do you know what your credit score is right now? Um, my credit score on Credit Karma is 651. Okay, 651 is going to be a bit of a problem for you being able to tackle this and the ways that are going to be lower cost are your interest rates like around 20 22 percent i have two cards that are at 18 and then the rest of them are in the 20 to 22 percent range okay so this is this is not the easiest okay. have you stopped using the four cards 
I stopped using all but one of them, which is, I use my one card from time to time, but I have stopped using the other ones. I'd like to get the debt down on them. Yeah. There's only one card that really has a really significant amount of debt on it, and it's the one that I used a lot when I was in college, you know. Okay, so you're not a good candidate for what I would normally recommend, which is a balance transfer to a card okay. that would be at a lower rate till the balance is paid off or 0% for a year or 18 months. But you are a potential candidate to maybe get a lower rate through prosper.com or lendingclub.com. I don't know if you're familiar with either of those organizations. Um, no, I am not. Okay, not so let me tell you what point. they are. They're where individuals loan money to other individuals. Okay. And they'll be able to tell you if you go to lendingclub.com and prosper.com, based on your credit score, if they can actually save you money by doing okay. uh, essentially a personal loan with either of them to replace the debt that you have with the credit card companies. The beauty of it is it will be for a set term. So you'll know, hey, for the next so many months or years, I'm going to pay this much per month, and then the debt is done. Okay, and now that's what I was really looking for, some type of personal loan or something that I know how much I'm paying a month. So if, month. if Prosper and Lending Club aren't going to save you any money, if neither uh-huh. of them would offer a rate attractive enough at your credit score, uh-huh. this is debt that just is sitting there and you're not making progress with it, right? Yeah, that's essentially All right. I would then want you to go to nfcc.org. NFCC stands for National Foundation for Credit Counseling. Uh Find an affiliate near you and go meet with a counselor to work out a payment budget. If they think your situation's dire enough, they'll actually negotiate for you with the credit card companies. Oh, okay. But I would would start with Lending Club and Prosper. If that's a no-go dead end, then I'd go to nfcc.org and get on a plan where you wipe that debt out. Claudia is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Claudia. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Great. Thank you. Claudia, you have a son who's taking on quite a commitment. Yes, he is. Yes, and we're very proud of him. What's he up to? He is in the Army. He just entered the Army in March. He decided that college was not for him, and he's been talking about going into the Army for a long time. Um, So he decided that he was finally going to do it, and he is doing amazing. Well, if you would express to your son my gratitude to him for what he's doing in an all-volunteer military, uh, putting his life on the line for your and my freedom. Yes. Well, how can I be of service? Because he's the one being of service to all of us, right? (laughs) Right. So um, we were trying to think of a a good way to save money for him because he didn't go to college. Um, We wanted to put money aside for him um, and surprise him when he gets out just so he has some sort of savings. And we just didn't know what the best way was to go about that. 
All right, so I'm going to I'm going to turn this upside down and backwards, okay? <laughs> okay. So what I would want you to do instead is not make it a surprise. And while he's in the military, that he participate in the thrift savings plan, the TSP, mm-hmm. which is the best retirement plan any of us have available to us. And now there's a Roth version of the TSP, which is an enlisted person, is what he should be absolutely participating in. Okay. And what I would like you to do is money you would like to surprise him with later, I'd mm-hmm. like you instead to get him to put the amount of money that you can give him into his TSP each year. Okay. So you can put large sums into the thrift savings plan. And what that does, doing the Roth thrift savings plan, is it gives him money that will grow tax-free all through the years. How old's your son? Uh, he's 20. So it will grow tax-free in the next 40 years and then be spent tax-free. And having money put aside age 20, 21, 22, 23 becomes massive money 40 years down the road. Okay. I I do believe that he participates, but he's not putting enough in that's right where now. That's where you come in. <laughs> that's where you come in. So right. the, the best place to load cash is either that or if you want to keep it, gosh, you can't keep it a complete surprise, but the <laughs> money you're intending to put aside, if you funded he'd have to be in the know about it because you can mm-hmm. only put in so much each year a Roth IRA okay and that's where you have the big impact because you put in money that grows tax-free through the years and the tax codes all set up to make the real advantage being leaving the money alone and him being so young the long-term growth of the money being in there from age 20 forward I can't even emphasize enough how much difference it makes. There's something I talked about recently, the difference between putting money in at age 22 and putting money in at age 32, mm-hmm. and what happens with a dollar put in at 22. Your son's in that that wheelhouse where putting it in at 20, 21, 22 will change his long-term future and financial security. Okay. So All either right. way, the, T, the Roth TSP would be the best providing the funds to him, subsidizing his life, so he can divert much more of his army paycheck into the TSP, will have the greatest long-term impact. All right. So uh, this is so great that he has chosen for his life to serve our nation. And, you know, the other thing is, Claudia, when he is done with the service, he'll have educational benefits he can take advantage of So he can do it in reverse order. He can serve our nation, and then our nation can serve him by subsidizing him getting an education. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.